here to support and empower others with physical and mental differences to see the joy in life in learning. Does that sound okay? Hi, welcome back. My name is Natalie and this is the podcast Save Your Spoon. I'm recording in red light. I have been struggling a little and I'll get into that, but I where I'm going with this, <laughs> this little intro, I'm trying to find a little tagline that really defines the purpose of Save Your Spoon. And it wouldn't be me if I didn't already record this podcast episode and I decided I wanted it better. I wanted to fit it. What is going through my life right now and what I feel like would best serve you as the viewer. And so I feel like my viewers are from all different walks of life. I have my close friends. I have random followers that pick me up on Instagram and TikTok, on my Save Your Spoon blog, on my Somatic SLP. And so all in all, I really want to support people who have differences in the way that they think about things or the way that they move throughout the world. I think it is such a broad scale, but at the end of the day, we can all come together to find the love and the joy in life and, and just like working on our goals and growing and learning. I think when I was learning about like or applying to schools for college, I'm, I am a lifelong learner and I want you guys to find that in your life as well. And so I just seek to inspire you to continue your path and your journey. We're going to start with our affirmation. I am aligned with my highest good. Each day in every way, I'm getting better and better. I feel like I haven't had like a ton of like crazy party talks, but I think it's really cool when you are coming together with people and just resonating on how much you're growing. I was talking to my friend Nasmin's birthday, shout out to her, and one of the girls at the party, she was saying like, oh, that's awesome that you have like a blog and a podcast. And I was like, it's kind of hard because I don't want to sound like someone who was preaching like, all this negative shit all the time and she's like no that's inspiring because you're telling people like these are the steps it takes to feel better and like at the end of the day like you might go into remission but you're still gonna have problems and like you know I feel like right now we're even like looking at another diagnosis and just trying to figure out kind of what's still going on with me because my mixed connective tissue disease is in remission but I still have a lot of problems and it was just affirming to hear that you can benefit from this regardless of where you stand. I want to talk about looking outside of yourself in terms of healing and in terms of just feeling the love. I've talked a lot about finding that passion within you and like Save Your Spoon has been a massive passion for me. Save Your Spoon and blogging and putting out content. I think that is where I find more energy than a cup of coffee and it's kind of crazy how you can do your daily job but if you're not tapping into it from the right perspective for example like if I'm sitting at work and I'm like doing a progress report I'm like oh my god this is so boring I wish I can get my hands on the skin but at the end of the day like, I remind myself like okay I'm going to use my criti- critical thinking skills to assess his progress assess how he's doing in the classroom versus in my speech sessions versus what mom sees And using that gives you a high of what to do next. And so I challenge you to find that in your everyday job and use that as kind of like your second cup of coffee. So that's kind of like your internal monologue, using your energy from within you that's already inside of you. And I think I have another podcast episode on this, so feel free. I will link it below. 
in the comments and in the description. Looking outside yourself, I'm going to paint you an example of this. I've talked heavily about connection and just using your love to inspire you. And I had an example that really radiated with that statement. So it was yesterday and I can feel my migraine coming up. It was like shooting pain from my neck. My, um, I think I kind of hurt like where my brain stem, right in the lower part of my skull, where it meets my neck. I think I damaged that during one of my exercises, pushing my neck back. I don't know if you guys heard that. Like I already heard a crack trying to do it just now. And so I was doing that and all of a sudden like for like the full day I just fell off and my headache was getting warm worse and so it was around like noon I took my rigsatropin which is my migraine med and that usually helps but today it didn't and I knew I had a long day ahead of me so about three hours in usually around the time like okay this is kicked in I'm like okay shit nothing has helped so I take another I take a different dose I take um 600 milligrams of ibuprofen which I don't know if I would recommend people do that um and if you are my neurologist I don't know if this is proof to show you that maybe this might be from my neck I don't know but I continued to go throughout the day and there was still no change so I'm going to my boyfriend Grant his sister recently had a baby which is such a blessing and it is so cool to just see the family continue to grow and just how warm it makes me feel that they accept me and we were planning to see the baby so I was like oh my goodness I need this migraine zapped away and so we're driving and Grant gives me his phone and I'm like looking at it and I'm like oh my goodness I can't see anything and I start getting double vision and we're in the car he's like can you just like type it in for a second and I was like I actually feel like my eye is lagging so no and he was like oh shit and like neither of us really felt good so we're like driving around I took one more 200 milligrams so we're at 800 milligrams along with all of the rixatropin that I've taken we're driving and morale is low but we get to jewel and we write out a card about how excited we are for this baby girl how much we already love her and we're talking picking out flowers and little toys for this new baby girl and then um her almost two-year-old son and then we get there and it was like any kind of pain that I had I still felt some fatigue but the pain was like wiped away and I played with the two-year-old I held the baby I got to bond with the family and it was just like warms my heart and we walked out of there and I was like baby girl just cured my migraine so from a neurological standpoint, we do have the neurotransmitter oxytocin, and this is like the live neurotransmitter. This is the cuddle bug. This is what really helps us put our pain outside and like use our tools to soothe us. This is where like, you could pick up a cat, you could pick up like a dog, you can like hug your best friend, you can even hug yourself, but this is part of the reason why. And sometimes I think like going from a spiritual hippy dippy aspect I think there's even more that we don't even know about connection and how it heals us and so it was crazy I texted her I was like I'm pretty sure your baby girl cured my migraine and I want you guys to use this example for when you are feeling 
illness, when you are feeling any kind of migraine, when you are feeling joint pain, when you are feeling symptoms of depression. I've talked about this again in the previous podcast and I will link it below, but I talked about combating depression and this is one of my best podcast episodes. And one thing that I mentioned was calling your grandparents, calling your parents, calling a loved one, calling a friend. And what you can do with this is you take that pain that you have that like some might even consider as selfish. And what you do is you transmute that energy and put it outside of you. So instead of being like, boo hoo, my life sucks. I have this paper to do. I have this migraine. I have this. What can I do instead of sitting and complaining because this isn't going to get me anywhere? What you can do is reach out to someone. Tell them you love them. Ask them, wait, I forgot you had this huge report. How did it go? And that one, strengthens the connection. And two, puts you in a place to use that energy in a stronger way. I've been reading the book, What My Bones Know. And Stephanie Fu was talking about how when she was trying to heal herself, this is about the middle of the book, she was looking at gratitude practices. And at the end of the day, she looked at the interactions she had with other people, as well as the interactions that she herself initiated. So for example, she found it was easier for her to think about how other people made her day, but it wasn't as easy to think about how she may have made someone else's day. And this is an exercise that you can build upon. And so it could be as small as I held the door open for someone or I let someone use my napkin or I picked up a pencil that someone dropped or it could be like I let my friend vent to me for two hours after a breakup. The thing is when you start looking to see how you use your energy, how you communicate to yourself, you start to see yourself in a different light. It is so easy to identify with the trauma that we have dealt. It is so easy for people with physical and mental illnesses to, you know, like identify with it. And I really struggled at some points with Save Your Spoon because I really didn't make it following my autoimmune diagnoses and just to inspire everyone else through the hardships that I've dealt with. But I also never wanted to be defined as someone who has gone through such terrible things. I would rather be defined as someone who is resilient. Do you see how that kind of changes it from this is what I went through that was difficult to I was able to make it out? And being able to see how you interact with others makes it so you don't see yourself as damaged. You don't see yourself as this problem. You don't see yourself as the hardships or all the negative things you were dealt with. You are such a beautiful person and you interact and inspire other people in ways that you might not even communicate. An example to think about when someone compliments you and to them it probably meant nothing but to you it meant the world. And I know sometimes it's easier to think of something negative that's happened. For example, oh someone left this comment on my Instagram. That's with you longer but you can look at it from a different light and see things inversely. Like so instead of choosing to see the negative being like wow this thing holds more sentiment. Why choose to identify yourself with your pain and your suffering when you can heal? I think when I was reading What My Bones Know, or we were, she was also talking about, oh, 
man, this was such a fleeting thought. Now, oh, I'm so sad that came and went. Stephanie Fu was talking about how a lot of people, we live in a society that often pathologizes everything that's going on. So, for example, like, oh, it's so bad to feel a negative emotion. It's so bad to feel this. And that's not where I'm trying to go with this situation. I like to heal. We have to feel all appropriate emotions. The thing is with when we are looking at where we are in life, we often want to identify with our illness. We want to identify and like look in the past of what happened to us. I mean, that's really important to rewire and rewrite a lot of what happened to us. But for where we are right now in this moment is more important and seeing how we can go about taking our time to accomplish things and really embracing the moment and grounding ourselves and just seeking things with curiosity with for like what they are right now versus using our past to define where we are and you know we could get in the whole like manifestation of where we want to be but right now like there's so much life to be experienced in the moment so why choose to identify with parts of yourself that going outside of that I think to like the love and connection that you can find and really use goes a long way I do just want to talk really quickly about some of the things that have been going on with me I know I just recently made a blog post about MS and sum up layer and just kind of the overlapping symptoms that I have had we ruled out MS for me last year and again I know I was just like on this whole little I don't want to talk and be negative but MS is a neurological condition it's an autoimmune disease where your immune system attacks the myelin sheath and this is like the protective layer and it really helps the brain communicate with the body and vice versa so an example would be like oh if you touch a hot plate your hands can communicate to your brain holy shit that was hot you should take your hand off or if you are trying to take a step forward your brain's going to tell your legs using the motor neurons like hey we're going to take a step forward are you ready for this and then you have a whole other like layer you have proprioceptive sensory information like where your body is in time and space you have vestibular senses so are you balanced you have all these going on at once and so MS makes it really difficult to have that coordinated system and what that might look like is like gait problems you might have problems walking you might have problems with um, temperature tolerance you might not be able to handle heat or coldness you might have like extreme fatigue you might have migraines you might have swallowing and speech difficulties which like hits home if you're a speech therapist and so Selma Blair talks about how she handled her diagnosis. She didn't get in until she was 40 years old. And when she finally did, she was like, I looked at all of the history that I had. And I was like, oh my goodness. The answer was there this whole time. And we just didn't know. Doctors dismissed me like it, it was nothing. And I really resonated with that because I have so much pain and I have so much anger when it comes. Well, not have, not now. But I have dealt with like shitty doctors and just coming to terms with being dismissed is something that I've really had to work through. And so seeing how she wants to inspire people who deal with autoimmune diseases and at the end of the day, like you don't know what your body's going to look like. And so the last thing that she said is like to be humble, to be kind to yourself and be kind to others because like it 
hurts to know that your body might not like work the way it used to it hurts to know that your body is like literally attacking itself like you're in a body that you don't know and so allowing yourself to really take a step back and see what you can do in this world and leave your impact and inspire others is something that I really hope to radiate and I hope you take this away from this episode I can't wait to see you guys and I hope you have a great rest of your week